Hello, and welcome to the early morning edition of the Wet Bandits podcast. Who knows if it's the early morning edition where you are, but it's the early morning edition here. It's a holiday for two of the three of us? (gasps) Dude. (laughs) Dude, what? Do you think uh, when the album, (laughs) when this comes out, do you think that aliens are listening? (laughs) Yes. Hey, yeah, that's what I like. Mm-hmm. Guest talking before introductions. This is what we go for. Um, look, rough opening. This is the Wet Bandits podcast where we cover 90s discographies. <laughs> um, we are in the midst of a Foo Fighters discography now. Wait, whoa, hold on, back up again. This is like Memento, where the end, like what happens at the end, you know, happens, and then like you go and little snippets and out of order right have you guys seen that movie no oh my god it is a pokemon move though what memento (laughs) it is like i'm pretty sure it drains your attack okay (laughs) cool (laughs) well anyway you should see memento it's excellent it's uh it happens out of order like it actually uh you see something like close to the end of the narrative Mm -hmm. and then like Part of the movie goes in the correct chronological order, and part of it goes like from the uh, end to the beginning. So it's like two parts of the movie happening at the same time, and then they. I'll watch it today. You should. Yeah, it's it's good. Anyway, have you seen it? No, but you have trouble with movies with complicated timelines. Oh. Oh. You ask too many questions. Oh Oh. gosh, that's how current I am with Corinne. Like too many, especially. Uh, especially like if neither of us have seen the movie before, there's a lot of like, well, who's that? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know any more than you do. We just started. Well, like I'll like play Pokemon as I'm watching a movie and then I expect to know. Well, that's a problem. Yeah. That's a real problem. Um, all speaking of real problems, I have two that I want to talk about before we introduce who we are to people who are listening for the first time. Okay. Problem one is, you generously got me this chai latte and it's got like some foamies on top, you know, where it came out of the like mouth of the cup. Yeah. And so right before this started, if it's working on YouTube, which we haven't had like a honest, you know, true YouTube video of this up for weeks, but if they see that they'll see me go like this, (laughs) like try to suck the foam off, but it's not foam anymore. It's just like like, crusty. Hell. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, I don't know. It looked dumb and was kind of gross, but yeah. actually now it's like, it's sugary. Yeah. So I can like lick it. You're like that guy in the corner of Starbucks. <laughs> Ooh. Speaking of, let's go on some more tangents before we say what we are. What um, we are. Not. Yeah. Um, which do you ever go? Ashley, we have guest Ashley today. Hi. Hi. Um, 
Do you ever go to the Starbucks at Easton, the one at Morse Crossing, like by Edamame? Um, no. Okay. I mean, I, I've been there. Yeah. Is there a reason you don't go back that maybe I'm about to talk about? Is there a reason why you don't go back? I There's mean, a- I don't like to go just because it's by Easton, so it's already <laughs> crowded. <laughs> um, and it's so close to Target that I would rather just go buy something frivolous at Target and yeah. also get Starbucks. Oh, yeah, Target, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, that's a good move. Anyway, also at Target, there's not the creepiest, like, ambiguous, ambiguously, like, I don't know how to say this. <sighs> there's no, like, politically correct way to say it. Honestly, the, I don't know if there's something wrong with this man who is at this Starbucks all the time. I couldn't tell you what it is other than he looks like he belongs in a horror movie, but he's, that's the an, guy I'm talking an, about. Do you, do you know who I'm talking yeah. about? Really? No, you don't. Yeah. Do you? What does he do? This is the test. What's the top <laughs> of his Starbucks cup? No, sir. <laughs> this guy, he does nice things. He always holds the door for you oh. when you come in and when you leave and says like, you enjoy your day now, but he's like, He just has the look of an insane person and he seemingly never buys anything. He just walks into Starbucks and stands at the door and holds it for people. And also just kind of like, he just has an off look. And if you went to this Starbucks, you'd know exactly who Mm -hmm. I'm talking about. I'm not afraid of this person, but my wife kind of is, you know, I mean, you're in a public place. It's not like, He's and he's small too. He's like four foot ten or something. So that's like a little off putting because he but he's not a little person. He's just a short, short, small man with little beady eyes. And he's like kind he looks like the he looks like the person who comes to your house in a horror movie that isn't like the actual thing you're supposed to be scared of, mm-hmm. but like has this sixth sense for like demon beings Dude, that's what i was just about to say i bet he's like a math genius maybe you know what a i mean savant yeah okay i don't maybe know he like plays crazy piano right yeah maybe we need him to join the band. yeah <gasps> the band what we're the we're two-fifths of the wet bandits that's what the wet bandits podcast is two-fifths of the greatest 90s cover band of all time where we cover on this podcast 90s discographies where we look at a band's evolution and see how they evolve or Devolve, which is what we say when a band gets worse. We like to revisit the things we liked or loved, and we like to hopefully breathe life into some of the things that maybe at the time we thought sucked, which I've been doing a lot of recently with Red Hot Chili Peppers last time and not as much with Food Fighters. Not to say that I don't like some. In fact, every time I talk to someone about this discography, it's always like, you know, I don't dislike it. Mm. I just shit on everything they do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, <laughs> it puts off the like wrong vibe. I'm going to try to be more positive here. And in order to get more downloads, we have a guest today. This is Ashley, friend of the band. She's already said hi, which is great. I love that, I love that we all get to talk before the intros. I'm being serious. Yeah. What? <laughs> You're making me. I'm giving a very. 
I don't know what word to use, but I like it. It's just like one an, of my looks. Yeah, it's yeah. a look. It's like an accusing, but I'm not really sure if you're mad. Like turn to stone look. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not good with like sarcasm. Like I can use sarcasm, but I don't notice it quickly. Well, that's kind of all that comes out of me. I, so. I know. I know. This might be tough. <laughs> it is. How are you? How experienced are you in talking to a lot of people while also talking to no one at the same time? <laughs> um, for somebody like me, this is pretty good. Okay, cool. Because like I don't have to see them or yeah, they don't exist. That really. is definitely that's the like that's the good part. I, I the hard part for me is I like to talk to people. Like I'm pretty comfortable talking to a lot of people, and this is weird. I've gotten used to it. We're like, I mean, I know people are going to listen. The downloads prove it. But <laughs> millions. <laughs> I think I just threw down the like gauntlet. Did I? Yeah. Dude. Nah, because the people who already, the people that are listening already know they downloaded it. So I guess I'm not like stepping to anybody. What I need to do is get on Twitter and find a bunch of like popular podcasts and be like, hey, we got downloads, you know, that would be like throwing down the gauntlet so anyway um the other thing we are officially about 15 minutes in and i've you know barely gotten through introductions the other thing that's a problem right now are you a long john wearer yeah yeah me too yeah um my problem is i'm a little sweaty right now Uh uh-huh are you wearing Um, them right now yeah it's very cold outside um but here's my question you know, it's long underwear. Yeah. And usually underwear is the... You can wear them in public. Well, yeah. That's not what I was getting I know at. where this is going. Do you? Do you wear regular underwear with your long underwear? There you go. And what's the answer? No. I mean, it has a hole for your... It does. ...business. It does, so. yeah. Do you? Uh, I, I do wear un- underwear under... I am wearing underwear under my long underwear. Um, It feels... There's something about... Now, maybe I just need a pair of long underwear that just fits great. And maybe what I have from Target is not. But there feels... When I can feel the legs of my pants like on me, it feels like I need another layer between my business and the... Like, it just doesn't feel right. Now, yeah. I have done it before. Mm-hmm. And it's been fine. Yeah. But, like, also, when, when I did that, it's like there's not enough space for me or no, i'm sorry there's too much space between my business and like everything the pants mm-hmm. i'm a tidies wearer by the way so i i don't like like too much freedom freedom <laughs> yeah so maybe that's part of it like when yeah anyway so this was good this is a good start yeah people are definitely dialed in also to I'm what just- we do <laughs> I'm just going to say this one thing and okay. we're just going to, I need to borrow a diaper. That's it. <laughs> okay. I've still got a lot. Yeah. I don't think I, dude, I might've thrown away the adult diapers. Dude, I need one. Do you want to say why? Well, if I'm going to be standing out waiting for Metallica all day oh. at Sonic Temple. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Two days. Yeah. Two days yeah. of Metallica. Dude, I was thinking somebody else cool is playing there. That I'm interested in. It was not Papa Roach. Who would it have been? Who else is playing? Anthrax is playing there. Evanette. No, not interested. Yeah. In either of those. Slipknot? Nope. 
Someone on f- the first day, I think. Yeah. I forget. Oh, this is great radio. Um, I'm going to pull it up. Yeah. And then we're going <laughs> to... This is not... This is not great radio. Um, oh, gosh. So, anyway. Today, this episode, I, I mentioned already, that you're in the midst of a Foo Fighters discography. I'm sorry if this is the first Royal Blood. Oh, that's yeah. who I was yeah, thinking. Yeah, you like of. them. They're Royal Blood. The new album, right? Uh, I don't know. Oh. I don't I need to follow them. And The Pretty Reckless, not into it, but a fan of Gossip Girl. Yes. So yes. <laughs> so I <laughs> So I am into like that. Anyway, I was saying we're in the midst of the Foo Fighters discography. Anyone who hasn't listened to this podcast before has already shut this off. And maybe even some people who have hit subscribe have now hit unsubscribe. No, don't do that. Always subscribe. Five stars. Then only. five stars yeah. only rate. Then leave a review. Oh, that reminds me. Uh, our new favorite segment, Do You Lie? I have a Do You Lie that relates to a review. What do you think about that? I like it. All right. So I don't have my phone on me, but I think I can remember this just verbatim. So I had someone text me. I already told you this uh, about the text. I had someone text me and this is the review. Okay. I know it's not online. You can't, you'll just have to take my word for it that this actually happened. Maybe we'll put it up on Instagram, but the text said, your podcast is so fucking great. Ha ha. I love listening in the car. Great review. He probably gave us five stars and subscribed. Yeah. Uh, can't complain you know five stars to that review um and then i said dude that's the nicest thing anyone ever has ever said to me (laughs) now i really appreciated what he said Uh and it was very nice but did you lie it was not the (laughs) nicest thing anyone's ever said to me it might have even been close but those are the kind of lies that are good. Yeah. Like, that's a good lie. He feels better until now as he listens to this. Mm. He knows who he is. But I'm people not... people also know when you say things like that. that sure. But it's also a it's lie. It's not. <laughs> but. You don't think he's pissed right now? <laughs> what? He's pacing you mean around you his... don't really love me? <laughs> yeah. You passed the test. No, you're probably right. He's probably He's probably fine with it. With that little lie. But that's what we're here to do. We're here to say lying's okay. Yeah. No, that's not what we're here to do. Uh, well, that's why I came. <laughs> Excellent. D- does anyone else have a lie? Do you have a lie? I do have a lie. <gasps> However, I vetted this lie because it involves somebody at this table. Oh. Right oh. Now. <laughs> oh. 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 Man. Okay, I'm ready. So... I guess my birthday came first. So for my birthday, Sam got me this very cool and appropriate poster. And it was the Periodic Table of Elements. Yeah. Foo Fighters edition. Ooh. Yeah. Awesome. So then I got a puppy around Thanksgiving and I had been waiting to buy a frame for said poster. I came home from work one day. Oh, no. And there were all these pieces all over my house. And I was like, what is it? Oh, dear. 
It was the poster. Oh, no. What? <laughs> so <laughs> I cleaned it up and I was texting my mom and I was like, do I tell him? Or do I? Or do I just... <laughs> Did your mom say, do Or do I, I just not? <laughs> and my mom told me to tell him and I thought, but I don't want him to hate my new dog. So I didn't tell him. Until know. now? Yeah. Um, but I did buy myself a replacement. <laughs> <laughs> this is the best. And I was going to play it off just that it never happened. But I felt guilty. It's so. like replacing. That's the best. An ancient artifact. That's the best do you lie we've ever had. That's a great one. You shouldn't even be like bashful about that. Because, you know, smooth. it's the thought that counts. You, you appreciated the I thought mean, enough to replace. And obviously I liked it enough. Right. I could have just, we could have just forgotten about it. And then right. five years from now, we'll be like, yeah. where's that poster? Yeah. I wanted to tell you that I just had it at work. Oh, yeah. But see, I didn't make that lie. So That right. would have been a field of lies. That would have been a, a, a real web. lie. You couldn't have gotten out of that. Yeah. But... Also, you succeeded in your quest. Sam loves that dog. Do you? Yeah. I he tells me all the time. Waffle and Carter. <laughs> I don't want to get into that. Why? You know how I feel about that name. Waffle? Yes. Ashley's new puppy, her, na- her shelter name was Waffle. Yeah. So I started calling her Waffle, and she started to respond to it. Oh. <laughs> Ashley looked at me with her eyes and uh, turned me to stone yeah and then i can't ever call her waffle anymore i gotcha i mean you can eventually but right now she's so impressionable right sure i do not want my dog responding <laughs> to waffle dude so true my buddy when my uh my second cat when that cat was a baby my buddy used to just like feed it all his human food <laughs> and <laughs> And, and now she loves human food. Yeah. I might have even told on the podcast about the time my cat ate a cookie crisp. Did I tell you this? A whole thing? No, oh. just like a cookie. Oh, yeah. I had a bowl of cookie crisp, as I'm wont to do, because I like kids' cereals. And I, you know, you'd think you could put a bowl of cereal on the counter and your cat won't mess with it. Wrong. I put it on the counter. I walk away for two seconds. And I hear... <laughs> I look back there and my cat's eating a cookie crisp. Oh, man. Not good for cats, by um, the way. I beat you with that where um, just a couple months ago, we had people over to my house for a football game. We had snacks. Thanks for the invite, by the way. Well, I'm just kidding. You probably did. (laughs) I'm just kidding. And you probably made up a lie about why you couldn't come. Uh, When you live... Yeah, it's so easy. Three houses down. When you have a small child, it's easy to make up a lie. (laughs) Oh, the baby, (laughs) you know. (laughs) Jeez. Anyway. (laughs) We're all sitting there. Someone goes into the kitchen, and I just hear, Carter. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, man. So I walk in there. Dog is standing on the kitchen table, chowing down on a cheese plate. Oh, man. Half of it gone in a set. He left the pepperoni, but he ate all of the salami. Oh, strange choice, Carter. Yeah. Um, he knows he's a man. He knows what he wants. <laughs> did anyone say, did anyone try to stop the dog? Well, I took him off of the table. 
yeah, at that moment. But nobody knew that it was happening. Oh. We were all oh. in a different room. What about um, the person who yelled, Carter? Well, that's when I ran into the kitchen. Oh, okay. So, um, sorry about their cheese plate. But <laughs> Carter oh. loved it. So. <laughs> Excellent. Oh, oh, great. Great Do You Lie segment. Um, I have a new segment that we might unveil today. What? Even though we've wasted a lot of time. I mean, some no might time say, ever wasted. Th- that's right. I think this is what people enjoy the most. But now we're about to get out of the onto the album, and what now is people your new are seg, like, "Click, dude, huh? What is your new seg? Um, let's not do it yet. It'll fit better in the middle of this. Right as people get really into it, we'll like stop. Hey, we're about to do something new. We gotta be like the news, so you tell them. We'll talk about. We'll talk about this breaking news at six p.m. That's right. That's what we'll do. Keep you there. <coughs> yeah, I can't predict what minute mark this will be, but we'll say like uh, just, just 30. listen to the whole thing and <coughs> you'll hear it. Yep. Okay, here we go. Wasting light, which we haven't even mentioned yet. That's the episode we're on. Hey, what's we- your name though? Oh, Wheezy. Thank God. Hold on. Twenty-five minute mark before <laughs> we introduce <laughs> ourselves. Wheezy, you are Slammy B. <clears throat> That's right. Which makes you. Smashly or Bashly, Trashly. Trashly. <laughs> I've heard them all. Yeah, but those those aren't like rocking sound. Like Bashly or Smashly. Like those sound rocking, but not Trashly. That's mean. It depends. Thrashly, Thrashly, dude, Thrashly. Yeah, that's hardcore. <laughs> okay. Anyway, that's who we are, um, and we're talking about Wasting Light, which was released on April twelfth, two thousand eleven. Um, number one song on the billboard charts at that time was some song called et by katie perry do you know et i think i know that one i probably do too i just don't yeah. i certainly don't know it by name featuring kanye obviously i know that's the face i made too but let's get to the good news number one mainstream rock song walk wrong rope rope walk yeah. was the last single yeah uh was it last or was it no walk was third but uh, yeah, Rope was the first single and number one album. They finally did it. OMG, they finally debuted at number one. So Wasting Light, number one Billboard album. It's always fun when the band you're covering was the had the number one album. Yeah, it's only happened to us a couple times mm-hmm. now. But um, <clears throat> what I think I mentioned this before. But what's really weird, if anyone ever fact checks us on this, like please don't because. <laughs> It's everything I have sort of said is accurate, but like when you go on the billboards, like the release date was April 12th, but technically the Foo Fight that Wasting Light isn't actually number one until like the April 30th release mm-hmm. of the billboard charts. And I don't know, I don't know how those dates line up. I'm sure I, if I did a lot of research, I could, but the point isn't to get this exactly right. The point is like to find the snapshot in time and so when the when the album we're covering is not number one i picked the album that was actually on the release date so you know technically the album on those days probably isn't even eligible it's probably not for a couple weeks after that but anyway that's the last time i'm ever going to say that on this podcast so uh you know what you can do if you have a problem with the way i do that you can eat shit (laughs) because that is the other hashtag um (laughs) Wasting Light, what do you guys, you two are the Foo Fighters connoisseurs, and I am the hater. 
Now, I don't hate them, but, like, generally, I'm a hater. Mm -hmm. So, say what you want to say. About where we're at or about wasting light? About wasting light, Yeah, I think. I have a lot I could say, but you two need to run with it. Dude, this album, you can just listen to all all the way through. Great comeback from In Your Honor. Or, no... I'm yeah, wrong. Echoes was yeah. before this. So they're on, they're building some momentum, mm-hmm. you know. It's just, I like uh, a lot of the diversity in the album. It's not all like rocking, you know what I mean? There's some slow, there's some like white limo once we get to that. That's like my favorite. It is, I, I was driving over here and I was like, white limo is going to be same so good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll talk about white limo. It won like six Grammys, I think. Did it? I didn't look. Those are the yeah. things I don't care about. Yeah. I mean, it's it is notable. I probably should care about that, but I feel like the Grammys are like the well, yeah, awards that like, people are like. But it's accepted by the mainstream, you know. Yeah. Like a, yeah. Yeah. Um, Ashley, were you like a mega Foo Fighters fan when this came out? Uh no. So I was not a Foo Fighters fan until Sam. Oh my. Yeah. You're welcome. Because you know, you know how pushy he is. Like, you'll come to his house, and he's like, "Oh, you got to take these CDs with you." He does. He does do that. <laughs> and I'm like, "I don't want to listen to a CD." And he's like, "Just take them." I'm like, "Whatever." So they sat in my car for like weeks. I've been there. And <laughs> I just returned Saint Anger after like eight months. <laughs> so like three years ago, I was like, "I'm gonna put this in here," and it was Sonic Highways. Here I am. <laughs> now, here I am. Dave Grohl's best friend now. Ashley's actually best friends with Taylor Hawkins. Yeah. I am. I know. Do you, do you have a little story to tell? I do. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so after... This is why we bring you on. <laughs> after they burned me in Lexington, um, something with Dave Grohl's mom and getting sick, and of course he had to fly out there, cancel a, a show. A figurative burning. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> they rescheduled their concert, so I went down to Lexington, and I stayed at this really fancy art hotel. Um, when I was checking in, I was looking at the art. Giant penis right behind the checkout counter. That's so. the kind of art I like <laughs> in my hotels. <laughs> and we're walking downtown, and all these people on bikes just drive past us. And I was like was that Taylor Hawkins? And the guy in the back on the bike goes, yeah, it was. <laughs> so you said, is that Taylor Hawkins yeah. out loud? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> to anyone? Just the people I was with. Okay. And then he heard me, so I was like, okay. So we go, we're out, we come back to the hotel, everybody's getting showered, going to dinner. I just changed my clothes, so I went down to the hotel bar. And then people trickled down, and somebody that I was with was sitting by the window, and they were like, there went Taylor Hawkins on his bike. And I was like, okay. It's a long bike ride. This person gets up and runs out of the hotel. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm not going to be that crazy person running after Taylor Hawkins. So I'm sitting there. There are a couple people in the bar, but not too many uh, older people. So no one who would be named Ashley. <laughs> and then some I'm looking at my phone or something and someone comes in the bar and they say, Is Ashley in here? 
And I don't really pay attention. I just kind of look up and it's Taylor Hawkins. Oh, okay. And so I'm looking around like, where's Ashley? <laughs> and no one raised their hand. So I did. Um, he came over. He hugged me. He was sweaty from his hour long bike ride. And I yeah. didn't know it was an hour. And I haven't showered <laughs> since. <laughs> well, I really haven't. So, <laughs> um, but turns out they were staying in the hotel on the top floor. Cool. Waited for Dave Grohl. Never got to see him. Oh. Yeah, that's one. He probably doesn't exit the front door, yeah. I suppose. Well, they ate dinner in that restaurant in the hotel. Oh. And they ended up giving out passes to the show. Oh. I didn't eat dinner there that night. Yeah, of course. So. Backstage passes? Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. Oh, what a world. I know what a downer to end. I mean, that was. But a you cool, did meet good. Taylor Hawkins. Yeah. I did. Yes. One of the best rock drummers out there right now. He's tinier than I thought he would be. Really? Like he looks tiny, not. Yeah. Super tiny, Dude, but that. That's like, not like shitting on, like height or anything. But like when people are on stage, you just expect them to be like so much bigger. Yeah, it's like the same thing with actors. Yeah. Like you think they're tall, and then yeah. you see them in person, and like a tall actor is five nine. Yeah. Everything's tall to me, though. So. <laughs> How tall are you? Um, five five on a good day. Yeah, I say five ten on a good day. But for me. both of my parents are tall. Oh, what like, happened? They're like five ten ish. Yeah. I mean, you're not. I don't think of you as short. Oh no, I'm average. I think as for a woman. Yeah. But it's inconvenient. I I, I, can I have imagine. some shelves in my house that I don't yeah. use because I can't reach them yeah um but that is a problem yeah these are the kind of things that like you know us chauvinist men don't have to consider you know we can walk through the grocery store without being asked every little thing about some medicine in the pharmacy aisle am i right those are the kind of things that make you have to change grocery stores yeah, but that grocery store isn't that great. So. <laughs> they do they do have a good beer selection though. Yeah. Which is why I like to go there cuz they have all beers. Yeah. Kroger does not. True. Um, it's disappointing. <clears throat> really? I thought Yeah, Kroger. I mean, the one in Guyana. <clears throat> yeah. Sorry. No, it's bad. Um but yeah, that's where we got to go. But it's like just trading up like do I want this weird beer? And be followed by a weird guy and have to be walked to your car by the security cop. Right. Or settle for, like, truth at yeah. Kroger. Right. Probably settle for truth. At least, you know, maybe three out of five times. Yeah. And it's a farther drive. Anyway, the listeners are loving this like inside story about the time you got harassed at a grocery store. We already talked about rope. Right? So let's get to it. You talked about Taylor Hawkins. We already talked about Rope. I know this is the second song, and this is not usually what we do, but this is what we're doing here. Um. I threw in an um because I was going to say something else. What? Then I lost lost track of what I was going to say. So there's just a hanging um in the air, which I hate. Um... I have a fun fact about this song. Hit me with it. 
If you go to bars and they have that touch tunes yeah. thing, one of the most popular played songs at bars is Rope. Really? Yeah. Why? I have no idea. It does not... I don't know. Yeah, that do, I'm surprised. But here's what I have to say about this. This is why I brought brought it up first. Because... You said you were talking about Taylor Hawkins being one of the best rock drummers. Fuck and I've yeah, been I've been waiting for that moment where yeah. like you know, I know that you're like right. I know that you're correct, but I've been waiting for the time where I was like, This is the Taylor Hawkins stuff that I can relate to. Um, the chorus in here makes me wanna change my undies. So why do I like that? Dude, you love the ride bell, bro. I love the ride <laughs> bell. And he is so like active on it. Yeah. And it's so like clear. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's why. I, as soon as I heard that, I was like, ooh. Dude. Oh, I thought that was a drum solo. Oh, the, the drum solo's at the end? Yeah. You into those? Dude, hell yeah, that one cowbell hit. It's like... You know... Maybe unsurprisingly, this is the part of the song that I don't like that much. Really? Yeah. I do like that they turn it into this part. Yeah, like, like kind of the guitar solo. Guitar kind of. solo is weird, yeah. which I appreciate kind of. And then it becomes cool, like when the wah pedal comes in, it's like like borderline shredding. Yeah. Um, I also like rewinding a little bit. I like that the like hook of this song is basically just a note. Like the part you're supposed to recognize is the boom. You know what I mean? Like that's the... Like, that's the anchor of uh-huh. the verse part. And it almost feels like, I don't know if it's just louder because it's an open string and those tend to have more volume anyway, or if they actually, like, boost it a little bit. Because like, it is definitely louder than yeah. the rest of the verse, like, the instruments. It's like a metal thing to do. Is it? Like, hit that open. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, I approve of that yeah. as being the first single. And the vocals are cool, too. Yeah. What part of it? What do you mean? Like they're them both singing. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, we we didn't go through any of the like story of this album, which maybe is important. Yeah, because this is the one that you told me about. They started analog the with tape, and they did it in Dave Grohl's house. Yes, in his garage. Yeah, which there is a big point about like, you know. This was done in his garage. They did a lot of social media stuff for it, like showing people what they were doing. Now, if he had a studio in his house, did you have you read anything about what they did to his garage? I mean, they made his garage a studio. Like, yeah. I get it. It's cool. It's like Dave Grohl's garage. Mm. But, like, they still had to do a bunch of stuff to make the garage a studio. It's not like they went into my garage, right. set up a couple microphones, and recorded an album. Like, Taylor Hawkins used different symbols, apparently, that would, like, that weren't, um, 
like the crash would dissipate faster. Mm-hmm. Like he didn't use traditional crash symbols, yeah. I guess. Um, you know, they're putting like carpeting, thicker carpeting under the drums. And yeah. They're doing all this stuff to, you know, it's still studio trickery, mm-hmm. even though it's analog. Like to me, more, it almost came off like the the one who had to deal with this analog stuff the most was Butch Vig. Yeah. Who produced it. And he was the cowbell. Oh, he was? Really? Nice. Yeah. Good. Great cowbell. Um, but Butch Vig, you know, he because it, they won't ha- they didn't have computers in there, he had to do a lot of like punch in and punch outs um, as opposed to like cutting and pasting in a digital track. So it was like tedious for him. And I, it does sound better. I, yeah. I don't I don't know why I'm like minimizing the fact that it was analog as a, but but a lot of it seems to be put more on Butch Vig than the band other than the band to make things as easy as possible had to basically have the song backwards and forwards before they recorded it. But they still took like a full day to record most of these apparently. And Taylor Hawkins said that he would play for like 4 hours to get a drum track that he liked. Yeah. Um, and I understand that too. I remember Billy Corgan once saying that mistakes live are no big deal, but if you make a mistake and put it on an album, it's there for eternity. Yeah. I just figure most often if you make a little mistake, most people don't know that you made mm-hmm. a mistake. Which is kind of cool. Like sometimes yeah. like like what you're talking about, like when you hit a string and it comes out of tune for a second. Yep. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Gives it that little... Sprinkle sauce. Eddie Van Halen says he hits a really sour note interruption that like drives him crazy. Yeah. But like you never would know Uh (laughs) unless Eddie Van Halen told you he did that. Um, So anyway, that's a little bit. I mean, there's other stuff. This was recorded in tandem like with a documentary. Um, There was also obviously part of the whole social media push and all that. And it marks the return of Pat Smear, our friend Pat Smear. Um who's been with the band since then. And now that means they have three guitar players, which always gets a little overdone to me. But Pat Smear plays a lot of baritone guitar. And hello, that brings us to new segment, The Deep Dive. I don't know if working title, The yeah. Deep Dive. So The Deep Dive is we we like to teach people things on here. That's kind of what this podcast mm-hmm. is a little bit. We like to be educational. So you may know some of this, but I took a deep dive on baritone guitars. And then the reason this is a deep dive is because after that, I kind of like branched out into other internet links. Now, I had to stop myself at five. So here's what I learned as a result of taking a look into baritone guitars. Are you familiar with the baritone guitar, Sam? I am not, Mike. Well, there's no standard tuning for the baritone guitar. Baritone guitar has a, a... longer scale length it's just generally usually a bigger guitar too so the reason you'd have it on wasting light is because first of all when you have three guitars it's hard for them to be all doing something that's that's different enough Mm -hmm. that it doesn't like completely muddy the sound so you have somebody play this baritone guitar which is a lower registered guitar has different tones and it basically gives like a heavier sound so you got this big scale length with thicker strings so it's generally like lower sound, hence the baritone part. Um, and it's really popular or it was popularized more in like surf music, mm-hmm. like in the whatever fifties and sixties, like the Dick Dale stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. So 
I had to know a little bit more about surf music. I mean, I'm familiar so, with a little. <laughs> <laughs> well, with uh, sorry, I thought you were gonna say something, and I paused. No, it's just like this is how my passion for surf music started. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so surf music, if you're not familiar with it, y- you should be, um, because you most of our generation has seen or is familiar with Pulp Fiction, right? Um, is that true? Is that a 90s statement? Bro. Yeah. 94, I think. Um, but anyway, if it doesn't come to mind right away, this is what we're... Whoops! That is still Rose the Foo Fighters Mary. playing in the background. Like Black Eyed Peas. Why'd it pause? Oh, I hit it with my palm. Palm mute. <laughs> <laughs> That was actually funnier than you give it credit for. The <laughs> I am congested right now. Um, so you've got Dick Dale playing the baritone guitar a lot in his surf. And the, the reason that a song like that is so like twangy is the wrong word, but so like um, you can tell the way he yeah. plays that, that the strings are mega stiff. Especially when you got that picking going on like blah. Yep. yep so you've got that kind of like thick string with like a lot of uh whammy bar too like to give it that like sound um but that was popularized i guess mostly by dick dale mm-hmm. and that was like i said you, you're you got single coil guitars so it's kind of like twangy and thick and low buy one and that song that song that I just played that was in Pulp Fiction was... I'm going to pronounce it wrong. This is where the deep dive is bad because I'm reading things. And it doesn't tell you how to pronounce that word. Miserlu? Oh, yeah. That's what I'm going to say. Yeah. That's what I'm, how I'm going to say it. Well, do you know... What do you know about that song? Guitar Hero 2, bro. Really? Yeah. Did not know that. Did you know that that Dick Dale version is a cover version? Black Eyed Peas? Well... The Black Eyed Peas is definitely a... Oh, <laughs> that's his, a sample. he covered it. He covered it. Oh. It was a folk song of Greek, Arabic, and Jew- or Jewish descent. Whoa. So, like... It, oh, it kind of sounds like that... And, you know what I well, mean? Well, and when I say descent, I mean, like, I don't think... The impression I got was that the beginnings of that song are not, like... It's a folk song. It's, like, yeah. passed down. So, um, Eastern Mediterranean, Ottoman Empire origin. Yeah. Um, so... Dick Dale, the reason he does that song is because apparently at some show, this fan was like, hey, I challenge you, because apparently that's what people did. They're like, I challenge you to play a fully realized song on one string. So that's what he, that's what he did. He, he remembered his dad, apparently, playing this song on one string on this instrument called an oud, which takes us to the oud, right? I have to find out what that is. An oud, <laughs> spelled O-U-D, uh, word. very similar to the modern lute. So just imagine a lute, you know? Yeah. That's what an oud is. Um, it has somewhere between 11 and 13 strings arranged in five or six courses. Do you know what a course is in guitars? Bass, I didn't know this either. I should have. So 12-string guitars are just six courses uh, so that's what they call it. when you lump strings together yeah. of different thicknesses that are meant to be played like one they mm-hmm. call that a course like a mandolin yeah like a mandolin yeah. that's four courses so that's the deep dive dude i you like, learned so much yeah i mean good deep 
Yeah, probably mispronounced a couple of things, but that's the deep dive. Dude, you this dove week. deep. So deep. And now you know about Oods yeah. and Miserloo of its Ottoman origin Ottoman Empire origins and how <coughs> Dick Dale's Miserloo came to be. Among other things. Yeah. You are welcome. Anyway, the second song oh my gosh, it's already nine oh three. Should we go back to the first song yes, on the album? Yes. All right. Yes. Here's the first song. This is called Bridge Burning. like this song should be the first <laughs> song in the album yeah 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 for sure you like this song this is one of my favorite songs is it mm-hmm. you like the verse i like that symbol grab you're allowed to i don't i think this is one of those songs where you just like it because it's like in your face kind of yeah like pump you up kind of songs mm-hmm. not necessarily as a piece of art. Yes. Or something. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Um, I love the like the intro riff. Mm. I just I wanted to like the verse as much because I was so jazzed at the start. The chorus is good too. I actually like the chorus a lot. I, I like how like the theme is like burning and fire. Like it talks about like ashes and like Yeah, whatever keeps you warm. Yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty, it's a good song. Pretty creative. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is a good chorus. Yeah. I like the drums. But I... Yeah. So as someone who's not, like, not a huge Foo Fighters fan, I'm listening to that song and I'm like pretty stoked. Yeah. Right. And I'm not like, okay, I love this, but I'm into it. And then Rope was second. And then the third song is, is this song called Dear Rosemary, which let me get back to my notes here. Big, big fan of the intro, but I'm like, God, what does that sound like? What does that sound Uh-oh. like? It sounds like this. Yeah, it does. I never even thought about it. Another one of my favorites. Especially here where they start doing it on the ants. Yeah. So it sounds a lot like that. You're going to start another war. <laughs> I am. Well, Jack White had the war with Black Keys. Yeah, for ripping his sound. Now. Yeah. Dave Grohl and Jack White. I don't know who would win that one though. You mean like a fist fight? Yeah. Well, we know who would win that one. Yeah. 
Or do you mean like a are are you a like a Battle of the Bands? Yeah. Yeah. Are you a um like Jack White, White Stripes? Sometimes. Yeah. It it like sometimes I can't listen to it because it's just like. Mm. It's the most to me. <laughs> Jack White is the like most pretentious but still crappy musician. Like if you're pretentious, you better do something like really great. And what is it? What's the uh, the documentary they did with Edge and Oh, it's get loud in here or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's loud. Um, yeah. Um, like watching him build a crappy guitar with from like you know a coke can and a, and a shovel, a shovel and, <laughs> and being like that's all you need like you don't need that's how you play guitar it's like but he took that stuff and then like attached some pickups to it and yeah. a jack it's not like uh-huh. he built the circuitry from scratch and yeah. was like hey look i built a guitar see how easy it is like the most important part was pre-built <laughs> like okay you didn't yeah, it does sound different, but you didn't like reinvent the wheel. Mm. Um, anyway, let's not talk about Jack White. Anyway, uh, sounds like maybe I'm hating on this song, but I swear I'm not. Actually, I think this song is really good. I love the drum <clears throat> fill at the beginning. Do you? Did we already go through it? Well, yeah, we played it. Okay, do you need to hear it again? If you want. Well, do you know where it is? At the very beginning. Okay, let's do it. No timestamp, but I'll allow it. Dude, that is a Sam Baird style drum fill. Hell You're yeah, right. bro. That- You're right. Um, I like the 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 use um, the use um, having uh, Bob Mold from Husker Husker Do yeah. is really good on this. Yeah. This is this song proves to me why Dave could use a different backup singer other than himself mm-hmm. on a lot of records because it works so well with him here. Like the other I like that song more and more every time I listen to it. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. But on a quick side note, sorry. Yeah, hit me with it. I think I know what symbols you're talking about. It's like a special effects symbol, like it has a bunch of holes in it. Yes. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Taylor Hawkins still uses one of those. Like, like live? Yeah. Huh. The What I was reading gave the impression that it was like pretty specific for studio use, hmm. but, but I could have been reading that wrong. Yeah. Well, I guess we have to talk about White Limo now. Fuck you. I 
I just think it's so cool that they like put something like that on uh, an album that they kind of clearly knew that was going to get some attention. It was a goddamn single. Yeah. They released it they as a single. They won a Grammy too, I think, for best like metal or rock performance. I mean, and it's so much like Weenie Beanie yeah. from the self-titled. It's like, which is nothing. Like, it's a side note on that album. But it's literally, you could have put Weenie Beanie in here and I don't think... Many people would know the difference. Yeah, I mean, I don't mean to like this song is is cool. I'm not, it's not my favorite, but I I appreciate you liking it. But it is also like when you do that much telephone distortion on <laughs> vocals, it's like how different is it really? Yeah. Um, so I don't know. It's a cool song. I, I'm not. I, I'd probably skip it though more often than not. Are you a weenie beanie or white limo? I, I, I'm a weenie beanie. What about you? I don't know. They're so similar to me. I like this one better, but they're they're both like that really hard hitting and then like easy chorus like. Right. Yeah, they they're even similar in that way yeah. too. You're right. I don't know. It's okay. Yeah. You to me, are they're not both okay. Me. Uh, oh yeah, that's where we are now. Anybody gonna be mad if I skip to the chorus? Crickets. All right, here we go. Button up, don't make a sound. Shame, shame, go away. Come again some other day. underrated songwriting technique to make a chorus that kind of has two parts yeah you know and i like how he's like singing like rain rain go like what's that song rain rain go away. yeah like the nursery rhyme yeah yeah and on another note i like how like taylor hawkins isn't just playing straight on the song uh-huh. like through the whole album he's like boom papa He's like letting air in between, you know, he's not playing all of the subdivisions. You know, I like yeah. that. Yeah. And actually that was, um, we didn't play through it, but like bridge burning mm-hmm. the very beginning when he's like doing all the, he's actually doing like triplets or something or sextuplets or whatever at the intro part. Mm-hmm. Even the, the first time I heard it, even though I really liked the riff, I was like, man, I wish he would do something just a little bit with a little more space in it. Cause it doesn't rock enough for me when it's just like, a roll, constant yeah, yeah, roll. Yeah. But then near the end of the song, he does that. Mm. So made up for it. This is a, to me, this is like a great chorus. Yeah. And it's, but it is not like a hardcore song. Like, I guess I could see a Foo Fighters fan who likes to rock thinking this song is kind of like wussy, but it is good. Yeah, I like it a lot. I am HO. I'm into it. Anyway, is it your favorite song, Ashla? We don't have to talk about that yet because oh, okay. we got a oh, cover yeah. cut hidden gem. Yeah, dude. Let Let's go to these days. 
which I had I didn't realize was from this album. I guess this song was on the radio. Yes, it was constantly, constantly. In fact, this is one of those classics where we can just be like, you know what yeah. this song is. You don't need to hear it. Easy for you to say. Easy for you to say. Um, I do want to note one thing that happens a lot on this album, uh, but you can hear it really well on this song. Um, by the way, have you noticed that my timestamps are better? That's because I usually give like a five second build up on my timestamps now. Easy for you to say. So those last two chords we heard, and I'm going to just do them again, like right at the end of the chorus where he's saying, I'll bet, I'll bet, I'll bet, I'll bet. Or in that case, not yet. Um, One thing they do a lot on this album is they do, I don't know, I, I don't know what the name for it would be, but typically with a lot of rock music, you get power chords which is basically the root of the chord, which is where the chord gets its name from. And then the fifth above that, and then the octave above, above the root. So you basically have a three-note chord, right? One, when the root... Sorry for people who don't play guitar, but guitars have str- six strings. And when the root is on the second lowest string, you can take those, you can take those three notes and add the fourth below the root okay sorry a little bit of a little bit of theory but without getting into it too deeply what that does is basically add uh, another octave right a, f- a fourth note but you're really only playing two different two different uh, octaves of the same notes and it really like fattens up so are you the talking chord. about like holding the two Lowest notes with your index finger? Correct. Okay. Correct. Um, so what that does is you're playing the same chord, but it thickens it mm-hmm. up, like really fat. Yeah. Um, changes the tone a little bit, and that's how you get that like monstrous sound that that you get on those couple of chords. Um, and that's why, you know, voicings are a really important part of like rock songwriting versus what like Ed Sheeran would do or something. I don't know. But... Anyway, you hear a lot of that on this record. It's more, that is more of a note for people who are really, I guess, paying attention to what the songs sound like as opposed to just like the songwriting. Um, anyway, the next couple songs are back and forth in a matter of time. Um, Which are like probably the... I mean, they're good, but the, like the least... Ashley, do you feel strongly about those? Um, I didn't, I do like back and forth only because he played it live. Oh yeah. So it was pretty cool live and it's one of those oh, really? songs. Yeah. Hmm. He doesn't play a lot. Yeah. Um, but it's like not, it doesn't stand out to me. Yeah. That's like kind of really it. I understand that. Uh, we're in fact, when we get to Weezer next discography, I'll have something to say about that too. But back and forth in matter of time for me, or we were talking yesterday, like how the end of this album is still pretty good. And those two are still kind of like, I could take them or leave them kind of. 
But that brings us to Mr. Misery. What did I say to you about this song yesterday? It's the tits. <laughs> That's not verbatim what I said. <laughs> I said this is what I wish Foo Fighters was all the time. Oh yeah. You know, this is the kind of this is like exactly what I like. Yeah. I remember when I was into this album like, you know like when you first get an album you're like this is so sweet. Yeah. Like I love this song. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I could know listen to this one over and over. Yeah. Um, it's not perfect. There's still some things I wish were like slightly different. But this part right here. This part is cool. And the chorus back into the hook riff is very effective because it's like they just do the chorus for just long enough that I'm like, okay, I'm ready for this part to be over now. I'll get to the part that I like better. And not that I don't like the chorus, but it's it's a strong move to have this hook that you know is just killer mm-hmm. and just do it enough times. Barely yeah. enough. Yeah. Like <laughs> to barely. just be like, I'm going to give you a taste. Yeah. But you're going to want just a little bit more. But trust me, it's better if you don't have it. Yeah. That's what this that's what that is for me. Cuz it makes you just listen to it again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. Very strong. Good job, Foo Fighters. Um the I guess this is the ballad. I should have known as the only ballad, right? Would you call this a ballad? Yeah. You like this one? Dude, so like Wasting Light, like you know how when you're listening to an album like over and over you know where you were at at that point in time yeah i was listening to this album when i used to drive up to putin bay oh yeah you know i was on the to ferry. play with josh yeah and yeah I'd smell the lake lake water dead fish yeah dead fish mayflies should have known <laughs> <laughs> this isn't appropriate like you have to stay at the the what was that place called the, the perry yeah what was that hotel I'd Gross. Yeah, it was an absolute <laughs> dump. Great stories, though. Yeah. Yeah, you think you're going to bed at night? Wrong. The locks <laughs> don't work. Josh has broken into your room, and he's <laughs> he's dumping beer on your floor <laughs> as we speak. <laughs> Perry Holiday. Yeah. That's what it was called. Um, yeah, so this song's good. It's like a slow build. Yeah. Um, once it gets up to about two minutes is where it becomes like, oh, here's the full power.
Very good. Very good. I'm a fan of this one. I like the vocals, like the bass he has in there. Yeah. Oh, especially, I don't know if this is right, the part we're about to get to, actually. I don't know how they get that bass sound. Dude, it's Chris Novus. Oh, right, yeah. right. Chris Novus. I forgot that he was on this. Nirvana's bass player is yeah. on. Um, but I don't know what he's doing other than maybe just like the newest but loosest bass, like the <laughs> lowest gauge but brand yeah. newest bass strings you could find. Because yeah. it's so like twangy uh-huh. almost. When they play it live, Pat Smear will play like a guitar with a bass on it, like a two-neck guitar. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh. Actually, one, some of our local cohorts, uh, Wonder Years, uh, local band in Columbus that really only plays trio stuff, but they've got keys, an acoustic singer, acoustic guitar player and a singer, and then a third guy who has that. Yeah. Like the good double neck, one's a guitar and one's a bass. And then the last song is Walk, um, which... You know, Walk's a good song. Mm-hmm. I think if I were Foo Fighters, I would have rather put I Should Have Known last hmm. and put Walk somewhere else. I Should Have Known, I think, is a better closer than Walk, only because Walk, I get it, it's kind of like an inspirational, like, lift you up song. Yeah. But it, it's otherwise just kind of like a good single, right? Yeah. It's not like epic. It's the kind of song where you feel like there should be something after it. Yeah. Like, it leads into... Right. Something. Mm-hmm. Right. Which and that's not like a huge complaint, but I don't know. I, I think it's a good balance to the album to have it at the end, though. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. Um, let's listen to the beginning again. One more time. Uh-oh, does something sound like it? Of course something <laughs> sounds like it. You know I've always got these like in my back pocket. Frankly, you should know what this sounds like. Does it sound like? I have no idea. <laughs> oh wait! <laughs> <laughs> kind of sounds like that, doesn't it? No. I don't like these because then it ruins. Oh, I'm not ruins trying to ruin. <laughs> Just like um, Sam's dad has ruined. Oh, oh jump! Yeah, it sounds like a pig squealing. <laughs> jump by. Oh, oh, not uh, by Cypress Hill. Is that who? No. Uh, the guy who does... Uh, Crisscross? Yes. Not Jump Around. That's Cypress Hill. But Jump by Crisscross. Yeah. Or... Um, well, that is Jump Around. I don't know. It doesn't matter. What's the song? Everyone like? know. Yeah, not Jump by Van Halen. What's that song? I don't know. You'll have to <laughs> sing it again. Hold on. Let me turn off Foo Fighters. Could you sing that, please? I can play it. Boom, dang, dang. Oh. Oh, yeah. That's that same guy. Everlast. Yes. Yeah. Yep. There he is. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You did. Perfect. You did play it out yeah. of your mouth. <laughs> I yep. could. I could hear it in the, my head. And I'm like, uh huh. If I had known you were talking about Cypress Hill, then I would have thought of it faster. But yep, there it is. Good job. That we're gonna have to. Hopefully, the YouTube works. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Guess what song Sam is singing? Um. Anyway, 
Uh, Walk is good. You know, that's another one where like you probably know that song. Yeah. I put in my notes classic Foo Fighters single. Not that classic like it's my favorite, uh-huh. but it's a classic. Like this is what Foo Fighters do. This mm-hmm. could have gone on In Your Honor and oh, it would yeah. fit. Yeah, you know, th- you're right. So that's it. That's the whole album. Uh, that's it. That's one song in the bank. Next song. That sorry. That the tenacious D bit has got to go. Song. It has to go. No, it ha- it has to go when I'm doing it in the middle of an episode, oh, yeah. out of completely out of context. I can't help myself, dude. Sometimes it's hard not to do like a kick off my shoes. Yeah. So I hate to be like predictable and cliche, but I kind of think that. It's predictable to be like, oh, Mike's going to like the Foo Fighters album where they go analog and sort of like against the grain of the current music climate. Is it? But I can't help it. This is probably my favorite so far. It's strong. Yeah, it is strong. My One of my friends at work said that he listens to this album when he's mowing his lawn because it's just like... It goes pretty hard the whole time. Yeah. Which it does. I mean, there's, again, there's songs that I could do without, but you don't have to be a perfect album to be really good, obviously. But there's lots that I like. I like how Back and Forth and the other one, I forget. Matter of Time. Yeah, is before Miss the Misery. Yeah. Because the payoff is so good. Good payoff. You know what I mean? Very good. Yep. Um, You know what time it is? It's time for Cover Cut Hidden Gem. Shibidi-bop. Cover cut hidden gem for those of you who do not know what this is. Look at you wave that pen around. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> you. For those of you who are first time listeners, cover cut hidden gem. Uh, we picked the songs from the album that we would cover because we're a 90s cover band. We couldn't do any of this album because it's not 90s, but we still do it with every album. Uh, what song we would cut? That's the song on this album we could do without. And the hidden gem is the song that we think is the best that is not a single. Who wants to go first? Not Ashley. I will. What would you cover? Me? Yeah. Probably these days. Really? Yeah. Just because of the popularity factor. Yeah. That's another one that could probably go on In Your Honor and or like, something. And I think Walk would get too crusty. Yeah. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? I agree. I like wouldn't choose cover, Walk either. Yeah. I'd choose Arlandria. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a single. It's not you know as popular, but... Mm. I don't know. The chorus is so good. It is, yeah. So that's what I'd pick. Plus it'd be fun. Yeah. Ashley, you're not in the band yet, but do you have one? Yeah. Oh, yet. Okay. Yeah, yet. Okay. So there's hope. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, you don't have to well, choose one. Well, I'm going to choose one for my own band. Do it, yeah. Um, that I'm starting. Go follow me. <laughs> I What's will, the name? Well... Thrashly. We'll add it. Thrashly. We'll add it in. <laughs> Post production. Um, this is Thrashly. <laughs> Probably Bridge Burning. Oh yeah, that's good too. What a great way to kick off a show. Yeah. You know. Curtain drops. Yeah. I could see yeah, that would work. Now Sam's least favorite part for albums he loves. What would you cut? Probably a matter of time. Yeah. Matter of time. That's mine too. Yeah. Um, you know, it was pretty clearly going to be back and forth a matter of time, or for me, maybe even like limo. 
because I like to cut Buddy. singles sometimes. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, honestly, I granted, I've only listened to the album for like a week, but sometimes I forget which one is back and forth and which one is a matter of mm-hmm. time. And White Limo at least has, it's differentiates itself yeah. for me. So uh, a matter of time, I just think is a little less memorable than back and forth. So I'd cut matter of time. Can you cut one, Ashley? I can. Which one? Rope. Whoa! I'm cutting the rope. Whoa! Whoa! Oh, man. Just bring in the hot takes. I just don't like that song. I don't know why. I don't feel it's traditional Foo Fight. Like, it's just, yeah. like, kind of poppy. Yeah. Um, They have their extended version bonus track, and they remix it with Dead Mouse. And? Awful. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I had so much hope that you were going to be like, it's and. better. <laughs> Um, they do some cool cuts with the lyrics, but like mm-hmm. it's dead mouse. So like, yeah, not my kind of thing, but yeah. All right. It has to go. Well, Sam, is this going to be the most anticlimactic hidden gem for both of us of all times? Because here are the singles. There are six. Holy crap. Rope was first. White limo. God knows how was the second single. Walk was third. Oh, by the way, rope was the first, I got to go back in my notes for this, Rope was only the second song ever to debut at number one on Billboard's Modern Rock Songs. Damn, what was one? I didn't look that up, you son of a bitch. (laughs) However, to make it less impressive, remember this album came out in 2009, and that specific section of the Billboard charts didn't start until 2009. So, Oh, did I say the album came out in 2009? I meant 2011, yeah. so it was only out for two years, but or that section had only been yeah. around for two years, but still debuting at number one. It's probably Death good. Magnetic, man. Maybe day that never comes. Where were you in 2011? I was in the same place I am now. Oh no, I wasn't in this apartment. I don't think it existed. Well, no, <laughs> I might have been teaching school Ooh. still. Let's not think of those. Oh, which means uh, I would be off work today. Mr. Ward. <laughs> yeah. Um, what were we? Uh, oh, yeah. So Rope, one. White Limo, two. Walk, three. Arlandria was the fourth single. These Days was the fifth single. And Bridge Burning was sixth. Rosemary. Dear Rosemary's your hidden gem. Yeah. All right. I thought for sure it was Miss the Misery. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that one. But I'm going with what I said, dude. The, actually, Dear Rosemary, if you come back to me and like, Two or three weeks it might could, be my hidden gem because yeah. it's growing on me. But miss the misery. Yeah. Like I'm gonna listen to that on the way to work today. <laughs> Is it like your guilty pleasure? Yeah, it's not guilty. <laughs> yeah, I will. Yeah. I will fight for that one. Yeah, I don't have to hide my love. I don't believe in guilty pleasures. Yeah, I like what you like. Yeah, you and I and Chuck Klosterman would get along well. He says the same thing. Anyway, and that's true. You're right. It's a better way to live. Do you have a hidden gem? I should have known. Now ah, that's good too. Mm-hmm. It it almost sounds like it should have been a single. Yeah, kind of. A lot of their songs that do like the build up, mm-hmm. and then they have that like home. Yeah. On echoes, one of my favorite songs. Yeah. Does that with like the band orchestra kind yeah. of deal? So that's it, guys. We did it. Holy moly, this episode was long, but hopefully... Like uh, two hours long? uh, No, not quite that long. 
But we know people are going to enjoy it because Ashley was here. And what that means, when we have, we've only had female guests on two episodes. And those are two of our top ten episodes of all time. So get ready to skyrocket up the charts, Ashley. I want to be number one. Okay. That <laughs> want to be number one. Here we go. One. That's going to be the push. He was number she We never do Facebook ads. But I think it's time to promote this to get Ashley to I'm, number one. I'm going to send it to my mom, help her download podcasts. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. We didn't swear too much. Oh, my mom would not care. Okay, good. Excellent. Well, that's it. You know what time it is, Sam? It's time for me to go to work. And also, <laughs> bye. Bye. Get wet. Get wet. Hey, yeah. say skip to my loo yeah okay um can everyone hear yes well do you need any hit it <laughs> well wait we gotta know can you hear enough of your voice in yeah. yeah yes no well which is it no okay How about now? Uh, nope. <laughs> can you hear uh, anything? I can hear you. Well, that's the most important. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. I can Did my voice go down just now? No. What? Well, it wouldn't for you, just for her. Oh. <clears throat> Am I quieter? A little bit. Are you you shouldn't be louder, but let me fix that. Mike. Yeah. You're a hero. So I'm sweating. Um, how about now? Hello. Any louder? No, it's I hear it outside of Oh, weird. I don't know. In muso terms, your your track is buried, as we'd say. 
which means it is full blast. <laughs> so I <laughs> hold on. Can you hear this? Can you hear it really loud? Yes. Okay. This is very strange. Can you, was it too loud? No. Hmm. Can you hear that? Mm-mm. Not very loudly. How about? That's too loud for me. <laughs> How about now? Now can you hear your voice better? Um, yes. Okay, I turned your vo- just turned the volume up. Oh. Is everything too loud now except your voice? Hello. How about these jams? Are these too loud? One. No. Okay. I'm good. I'm ready? Yeah, we did it. I'm good. We did it. Hooray. That's gonna be a great Wet Bandits podcast cutscene. Which I don't know if you've listened, but I put the little blips we do right now at the end. And sometimes they're real gems. Yeah. Yeah. And and it usually works because we usually screw up the beginning. So it's like when I cut the screwed up beginning to the end. Mm. So, so yeah. Who knows what the future brings? It brings gems. Up. Oh. See, there it is again. <laughs> now here we go. It brings gems. That'll be how this episode ends. But here we go with the beginning. One, two, three.